All right, Ray, whenever you are. Alrighty. Hello and welcome, Diana. My name is Jimmy. Because <laughs> <laughs> my wife never knows how to start these damn things. No. Uh, like I said. I was going to do it. I honestly just wanted to like sit here in silence for a second to see how long it took for you to get frustrated with me. It Didn't take very long. long. <laughs> then go for it. Okay, so obviously you already said hello and welcome. It's dying to know the podcast. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm looking what up what episode number we're on. Oh. <laughs> 55. Oh, no. What? I normally do like short stories and stuff for my, my the Your ones fives? that end in five. You're fine. Well, sorry, guys. I suck. I honestly didn't notice who? episode 55. Who are you? They know who I am. Okay. I'm Lindsay. This is Jimmy. Welcome. He's going to be sassy this whole time? Is that, yes. is that what's going on? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, unfortunately, I don't have short stories. I just have one long story. But there's there's a, a good amount of stuff that goes on in here. Okay. Uh, we've got poisonings. We've got car bombings. We've got... Uh, just all kinds of shit going down. Okay. <laughs> uh, so day, today I'm going to be talking about Judy Bueno Año. Have you heard of her? No. No. Okay. That's fine. I hadn't either <laughs> until I read up on her. Uh, so she is a serial killer um, known as the Black Widow. Okay. Uh, named after, the, after she was caught, I would assume, like by... Uh, the media during like her trial coverage and whatnot because nobody knew like like the people that the men that she killed weren't uh being like kept track of. Okay. But she 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 killed a couple. She killed three people. Okay. So we're just gonna we're just gonna jump right in here. You ready? I hope so, because... Yes, we're ready. <laughs> Not the only one that can be sassy. Mm -hmm. Alright, so born at Quena, Quana, Texas. Okay. I'm sorry, Texas, I don't know how to pronounce that. On April 4th of 1943, <laughs> Judius Welty... Her name is Judius. Judius. Okay. Uh, was the daughter of an itinerant farm worker and named after her mother. So it's not even. Okay. Like. She's mom, a, she's mom a straight up. Mom straight up went. I want another person to have to live with the hell of this name. Apparently. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, in later years, Judy would describe her mother as a full-blooded member of the non-existent Mesquite Apache tribe. Uh, but in fact, they hardly knew each other. Uh, her mother, Judius, died of tuberculosis when the younger Judy was uh, barely two years old, and basically their whole family disintegrated. Okay. Um, Judy and, at the time, her infant brother, Robert, were sent to live with their grandparents, while two older siblings were placed for adoption. Damn. And it all kind of went downhill from there. Okay. Um, so after her 
father gets remarried, Judy is reunited with him in Roswell, Roswell, New Mexico, uh, where she found herself the target of abuse from both her father and her new stepmother. Uh, She was beaten, starved, burned with cigarettes, uh, forced to do, like, harder uh, work around the house. Uh, She was essentially treated like a slave to her her parents. Um, And at age 14, her anger finally exploded. She scalded two of her stepbrothers with hot grease and uh, essentially went at her parents with like flying fists like she just was like trying to beat the shit out of them she made a throw and down. pretty much any other object she could lay her hands on uh this particular episode cost her 60 days in jail where she was confined with adult prostitutes but when the judge asked if she was ready to go home judy opted for reform school which I feel like says a lot about the home situation that she would rather go to, to reform school. Yeah, that's a big red flag. Uh, she remained at Foothills High School, a girls' reformatory in Albuquerque, until her graduation in 1959 at age 16, and she would despise her family from that day on, uh, to include her biological brother, uh, who she once said, I wouldn't spit down his throat if his guts were on fire. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Different way of saying I wouldn't piss to put them out, basically, or what have you. But basically, yeah, she he meant nothing to her. She was he was dead to her. Uh, the year 1960, Judy, uh, sorry, found Judy back in Roswell working as a nurse's aide under the pseudonym Anna Schultz, uh, where she gave birth to an illegitimate son who she named Michael Schultz on March 30th of 1961, and. Uh, Afterward, she refused to comment on any rumors that his father was a pilot from the nearby Air Force Base. So basically, like, just not telling anyone who his, who his father really was. But on January 21st, 1962, she married another Air Force officer named James Goodyear. Uh, and their first child, James Jr., was born four years later on January 16th of 1966. And Judy's husband, obviously James Goodyear, celebrated the event by formally adopting her firstborn son, Michael. Okay. Uh, and then they had a daughter, Kimberly, uh, after the family had moved to Orlando, Florida, about a year later. Uh, so, so yeah, a year later, uh, Judy opened the Conway Acres Child Care Center in Orlando, listing her husband as co-owner, despite his continuing service in the Air Force, uh, which would soon include a tour duty in Vietnam. Uh, In fact, James Goodyear, or James, yeah. Her husband. Yeah, I was going to say, not not the firstborn son, her husband. Uh, I'll just call him James Sr. Had been home from Southeast Asia for barely three months when he was admitted to the U.S. Naval Hospital in Orlando, suffering from symptoms staff physicians never quite identified. Uh, Just didn't know what the fuck was going on. He died on September 15th of 1971, and Judy waited a discreet five days before cashing in his three life insurance policies. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Before the year's end, an accidental blaze also uh, 
tore down her Orlando home and uh, Judy got a $90,000 fire insurance policy. Oh, she's she just, she just raking in the dough. You know, just rotten luck, but it, I mean, it pays off, so. <laughs> uh, loneliness was not a problem, though, for the recent widow. She moved her family to Pensacola in 1972 and was living with her new lover, Bobby Joe, the following year. Loneliness did not come easy is a polite way of saying she went through a hoe phase. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Uh, her son, Michael, meanwhile, had become a problem for his mother, uh, raising hell in school and scoring in the dull to normal range on IQ tests. Oh, so he dumb. Uh, James Sr.'s death barred Michael from treatment at a resident facility reserved for, mi- for military dependents, which I find a bit strange. Look at the years. I guess... Yeah, it's it's like mid seventies. It's not the same as it is now. Yeah, but I mean that's just sad. Like I wonder if he was denied just because, the it's, just it, because James Senior was dead, or because he yes. was the adopted son. No, because okay. once he's legally adopted, it's his son. It's oh, okay. It has to do when, because uh, it didn't used to be that you got uh, like benefits, benefits after the after death. the death. Got it. Um. Sorry, so he was barred from using the residential facility uh, reserved for military dependents, but Judy uh, wrangled an evaluation at the state hospital in 1974 uh, by essentially farming her son to foster care with a provision for psychiatric, psychiatric treatment. So basically, like, she would give him to foster care so that he could get psychiatric treatment. Uh Bobby Joe, a.k.a. Bobby Morris, uh, moved to Trinidad, Colorado in 1977, inviting Judy and her kids to join him. Uh, She hung around Pensacola long enough to collect fire insurance on a second house, uh, then reclaimed Michael from foster care and moved west with her family, settling in Trinidad as Judius Morris. So she took on his last name. Even though they weren't married. Even though they weren't married. Uh, You answered my question. I thought she was going to leave the son behind, but never mind. (laughs) Nope. Unfortunately for that child. Um, So Bobby was admitted to San Rafael Hospital on January 4th, 1978. So a year after they've moved to Colorado. But doctors could find no cause for his sudden illness. And he was released back to Judy's care on January 21st. Uh, Two days later, he collapsed at the dinner table and was rushed back to the hospital where he died on January 28th. His death officially ascribed to cardiac arrest and metabolic acidosis, which basically means you like that is essentially like the accumulation of too much acid in your body. Okay. Uh, in early February, Judy cashed another three life insurance policies on Bobby, further fattening her bank account. Uh, but Bobby Joe's family suspected murder from the start. Uh, and, Bobby was not the only victim that they suspected her of killing. Okay. Uh, in 1974, so about four years prior to Bobby's death, uh, Judy and Bobby Joe had been visiting Morris's hometown in Bruton, Alabama, when a male resident uh, from Florida was found dead in a Bruton motel. 
Uh, an anonymous call traced to a local payphone led police to the room where the victim was found, shot in the chest with a 22 caliber weapon, his throat slashed for good measure. After the news broke, Bobby Joe's mother overheard Judy telling Bobby Joe, the son of a bitch shouldn't have come here in the first place. He knew if he came up here, he was going to die. And then later, uh, raving in a delirium on his deathbed, uh, Bobby blurted out, Judy, we should never have done that terrible thing. So his parent, his family suspects that, that they both they... had a hand in that, in that stranger's death. And okay. obviously Judy was a bit of an aggressor there. Police in Bruton, meanwhile, report that they could find no fingerprints in the room, no bullet was recovered from the corpse, and they had no firm suspects in the case. So, back to after Bobby's death. Present day for the story. Yeah. Uh, On May 3rd, 1978, Judy legally changed her own last name and that of her children to Bueno Año, the Spanish equivalent of Goodyear, uh, in an apparent tribute to her late husband, and her allegedly Apache mother. Okay. I guess. Uh, a month later, the family was back in Pensacola, settling into a home on Whisper Pine Drive in suburban Gulf Breeze. Uh, Michael had continued his pattern of academic failure by dropping out of high school in his sophomore year, and he joined the Army in June of 1979, drawing an assignment for Fort Benning, Georgia, after basic training. Okay. Uh, en route to his new post, he stopped off to visit his mother in Florida, and that was essentially the beginning of the end for him. When he reached Fort Benning on November 6th, he was already showing symptoms of base metal poisoning, which base metal poisoning is essentially heavy metal poisoning. It can be done with arsenic, cadmium, lead, like anything. Um, Obviously, you can be poisoned with those things. You can also come in contact with them in, like, industrial settings, too. So, uh, Army physicians found seven times the normal level of arsenic in Michael's body, and there was little they could do to reverse its destructive action. After six weeks of care, the muscles of his arms and lower legs had atrophied to the point where Michael could no longer walk nor use his hands. He finally left the hospital wearing braces and a prosthetic device on one arm, the gear weighing a total of 60 pounds. Jesus. Yeah. On May 13th of 1980, Michael was canoeing with his mother and younger brother on the East River near Milton, Florida, when their boat overturned. Now, keep in mind, he still does not have use. That's what I was going to say. What, how is this motherfucker in a canoe? Is he just he's just sitting there, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. James and Judy, described in press reports of the incident as Dr. Judius Bueno Año, a clinical physician in Fort Walton, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, made it safely to shore, but Michael sank like a stone and drowned. Yeah, because he can't... Hmm. Yeah. He's literally a stone. He can't use his arms and his legs. Literally. Uh Local authorities accepted Dr. Judy's description of the accident and closed their files, but Army investigators were more persistent, launching their own search for evidence on May 27th. Because, of course, even though he's he can't uh, be active in the Army, he's still alive, so they're still... Well, and it's one of those. And things. it was like, discovered while he, like his his he was... poisoning was discovered while he was in the Army, so they're going to. Well, and on top keep of that, track like... of him. 
it sounds really cold and heartless. They're trying to make sure, because if there's foul play, mm-hmm. especially if the beneficiary, if he had life insurance, is the cause, they don't have to pay for it. Exactly. Uh, so they, like I said, they launched their own search for evidence, uh, like, two weeks after he dies. Um, Michael's military life insurance finally paid off in mid-September to the tune of $20,000, and sheriff's officers began taking a new look at the case when they discovered two civilian policies on Michael's life. Handwriting experts suggested that Michael's signature on the insurance applications may not have been, or sorry, may have been forged. Uh, Judy, meanwhile, went on as best she could without her eldest son, opening a beauty parlor in Gulf Breeze and dating Pensacola businessman John Gentry II. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so I'm going to let you know now. Sorry, I have to yawn. You're fine. I don't trust any motherfucker that goes by the second. The second? He's a junior. Fair. Anyone that goes by, I'm I'm so so the second. That's a pretentious asshole. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know if he actually went by the second or if, like, whoever wrote out the article just identified him as wasn't, the second. Uh, wasn't James listed as a junior? Fair. That's fair. There's a reason <laughs> they wrote second. Because motherfucker uh, pretentious. Unless he was named after, like, his grandfather, in which case he would be the second and not a junior. I didn't think that's how that worked. That I'm almost positive that's how that works. Unless you are literally, like, the next person born, you're considered the second. Hold on. We, we <laughs> Google in this. I'm pretty sure junior is only if it's your you're named after your father, but if you're named after like another family member, it's the second. The second is used when the elder family member is anyone other than the father. Ha. Interesting. But the name has to be identical. Yes. So first, middle, last, all has to be perfectly identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. I don't <laughs> I still don't like it. Still don't trust him. The second obviously is like tacked on so you can't do like Identity it's, fraud it's kind of thing. It's to distinguish the two, but yes. especially if one's still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for Gentry's benefit, for, for this guy's benefit, she fabricated a stint at nursing school with PhDs in biochemistry and psychology from the University of Alabama, plus a recent tour of duty as the head of nursing at West Florida Hospital. Wait, wait, wait. Have we established where she got all of her credentials? It was all nonsense. Okay, that's why. Flat I out, it's it's she's making everything. This up. is a dodgeball green crayon. I am twelve moment. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> uh, it was all nonsense, but Gentry swallowed the bait, indulging Judy's taste for expensive gifts, Caribbean cruises, and imported champagne. Oh, you gonna die. <laughs> In October of 1982, John and Judy purchased life insurance policies on one another, Judy later boosting the coverage from 50000 to 500000 without Gentry's knowledge, paying die. the premiums out of her own pocket. Well, yeah, because she's, she's literally investing in the fact that she's going to kill him and then cash out even more. Yes. By December, she was feeding Gentry vitamin capsules that she prescribed that produced dizziness and vomiting. Hospitalized for 12 days beginning December 16th, uh, Gentry noted that his symptoms disappeared when he stopped taking the vitamins. 
Even so, he was not suspicious enough to break off his relationship with Judy in the interest of survival. <laughs> On June 25th, so like six months later, of 1983, Gentry left a dinner party early, planning to pick up some some champagne for a uh, some private time with Judy. Bam. Bam. <laughs> they had much to celebrate, it seemed, because Judy had told him she was carrying his child. Uh, John never made it to the liquor store, however, as a bomb exploded in his car when he turned the ignition key. Near death, he was rushed to the hospital where trauma surgeons managed to save his life. Holy shit. Police got their first crack at questioning Gentry on June 29th. So, was that four days later? Uh, learning of the victim's curious insurance situation. So, they instantly like discovered that his yeah, premiums had been up this, and he didn't know. Because at this point, this bitch has cashed out nine life insurance policies, and at least two fire insurance policies. Yeah. A background check revealed the gaping holes in Dr. Buenos Años' new biography, and Gentry was stunned to discover that her pregnancy was also a lie, considering Judy had been surgically sterilized in 1975. Detectives further learned that Judy had been telling friends about Gentry's terminal illness since November of 1982. Uh, lately, uh, and they also found that she had lately been booking tickets for a world cruise, including herself and her children, without Gentry. Uh, it was enough for John, and he provided police with several of the vitamin capsules that Judy had prescribed to him in 1982. Analysis revealed that they contained paraformaldehyde, a poison with no known medical uses. But Florida's state attorney declined to file charges of attempted murder, citing insufficient ev evidence to prosecute. So basically, like, it's a poison and it has no known medical uses, but they couldn't prove that she had prescribed it to him in order to poison him. I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit too, but whatever. On July 27th, Count officers and, sorry, I think that's supposed to be court, court officers, officers, and federal agents searched Judy's home in Gulf Breeze, retrieving wire and tape from her bedroom that seemed to match the Gentry car bomb. In James's room, James Jr., the uh, they also found marijuana and a sawed-off shotgun, jailing him for possession of drugs and an illegal weapon. Judy, meanwhile, was arrested at her beauty shop on charges of attempted murder. By mid-August, authorities had traced the source of the dynamite used in the bomb, linking the Alabama buyer to Judy uh, via phone records showing a dozen long-distance calls from her home. Judy made bail on the attempted murder charge, but there, there was more coming in. <laughs> On January 11th of 1984, she was indicted for first-degree murder on, in the death of her son with an additional count of grand theft for the insurance scam. We're on the... Michael, the one that the drowned. drowned. Okay. Arrested that evening, she staged a fit of convulsions and wound up in Santa Rosa Hospital under guard. And although it took a while, there was... Uh, it, it took a while for them to get the approval for it. Uh, Bobby Joe Morris was exhumed on February 11th with arsenic found in his remains. Identical re 
identical results were obtained with the exhumation of James Goodyear on March 14th of 1984, so like a month apart, and Judy's trial in the first murder case for her son Michael began on March 22nd, and she was convicted on all nine counts nine days later. Damn. That's a, that's a fairly short case, or short trial. Uh, It's interesting, too, because was it the military that pushed it had to be right it, it was the military okay that, that uh did that handled that trial gotcha on june 6th she was sentenced to life imprisonment without parole for the first 25 years uh july oh july found florida authorities exhuming the body of late boyfriend Gerald Dossett, who had died in 1980 in another search for arsenic, but no charges were filed in that case. So I would assume either there wasn't enough left of him no, to I, pull something or he just wasn't poisoned. I don't think he was poisoned because they weren't married. She wouldn't have gotten anything out of it. Exactly. Um, on August 10th, James Bueno Año, uh, her son, the mm-hmm. James Jr., was acquitted of trying to kill James Gentry, but his mother was less fortunate. So basically, like, he had the marijuana and the sawed-off shotgun, but he didn't actually have anything to do I was with... going to ask, it's like a team-up thing? Because no. he was on the canoe as well. He was, yes. Okay. That's why I was wondering if that was, like, him in on it. I don't think so. Okay. I think he, he, like... You never know. He's not great at life, but I don't think he really had anything to do with it i'm just saying um so judy's trial in uh the case of being um accused of trying to kill james gentry or john gentry sorry uh opened on October October 15th and lasted three days. Jurors deliberated a mere two hours before voting to convict. (laughs) (laughs) And Judy's 12-year prison sentence was made consecutive with her life term for Michael's death. Uh, A year later, on October 22nd of 1985, Judy went to trial for the murder of her husband, James Goodyear. James Sr., uh, the trial took a week with Judy denying any criminal activity, but jurors weren't buying her act, uh, and convicted her on, uh, sorry, convicted, and they convicted her on her second charge of first degree murder, and she was formally sentenced to death on November 16th. Uh, for a, for a while, her case was under appeal. But in the unlikely event that she was released from Florida, Colorado authorities stood ready to prosecute her on capital charges in the death of Bobby Joe Morris because they found arsenic in his body. But it's a different state. Yeah, I for some reason, I I don't know why I, I didn't think they moved to Colorado. Maybe I'm misremembering. That's where Bobby Joe. Okay. Okay, like, I thought he it was moved. A diff- he invited her to yeah, join him. Yeah, yeah, I thought and it then, was a And then she—that's when she collected the second mm-hmm. uh, arson insurance policy or fire insurance policy. Um, yeah, no, I remember that. I just for some reason Colorado. I something but in my yeah, head he, went. He died in Colorado, and then she moved back, back. to Pensacola. Yeah, right. um, so they they were ready to prosecute her if she got released from Florida. Um, but lucky for them, Judy was executed on March 30th of 1998. Do we know how? Lethal no. injection? 
98 uh, would be lethal injection, right? Would it? Uh, I might be able to find it here. I think, because I'm pretty sure. What's her name? Like, uh, what's her, like, how do you spell her? Uh, so. Oh, there she is right there. I was going to say it. Like, her full name is Le- oh. J-U-D-I-A-S. <laughs> no, no, no. Was she hanged? Please tell me she was hanged. Electrocution. Ooh, damn. Uh, it looks like the only... Oh. The only state that did... Two states did electric... Oh, no, I lied. In 98, uh, the state's still doing electrocution. Death by, like, the electric chair. Mm-hmm. Virginia, Georgia, Alabama in florida Hmm. she was also the first woman executed in florida since night sorry since 1848 and the third executed in the united states since the reinstatement of the death penalty in 1976 damn yeah that's wild so yeah that that's everything i have that is that is the story of judy bueno año her changing her name it's comical, right? It reminds me of, uh, what's his name? I also love that uh, she just went with the Spanish version of her first husband's last name. Yeah, I I mean, I do remember, though, like, it reminds me of the, the football player who changed his last name to Ocho Cinco, because he's <laughs> yes. number 85. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> just, that's what I immediately thought of when you mentioned her. Just a bit more murdery. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... That's weird. That's interesting. Um, well, I'm glad they... Uh, what's it called? They caught her. That's just wild. She got... Essentially, she ended up, like I said, cashing out at least two like home insurance policies and nine life insurance policies. Mm-hmm. It's also... Uh, inter- not funny, but like interesting to me that it kind of all started with her killing her son you know what i mean is what got her caught is what essentially like yeah that i mean granted the the car bombing got her caught caught but like yeah yeah like the the suspicion suspicion. and everything started with her killing her son michael and i point i pointed it out man like if the government doesn't want to pay you they will look into ways to find a way not to pay you (laughs) yeah because you know they reclaimed more than just that 20 grand that they paid out to her <laughs> so that was good i liked it well thank you um are we good yeah that's it that was okay. everything that's all i've got well if you enjoyed it uh like you know the subscribe yeah please 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 rate and review yep that too uh you can find all the links at dyingtoknow.simplecast.com in the top right corner is all the links to our social media and all that fun stuff yeah But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Okay, love you. Bye.